there, there's no sacrifice that needs to be made. Everybody benefits when everybody is better off. know either one of them personally so i guess i should yeah no judge yeah right okay well this is episode 169 of the illustrious gentleman that's scott i'm ryan it's a podcast where we talk about uh working in comics freelancing uh sometimes family sometimes uh uh general nonsense sometimes booze you know whatever that's that's the whatever that's a good sales pitch for people. A lot of um, things. Sure. And uh, you can follow the show on social media at TIG underscore show at Twitter and Instagram. We're on Facebook as well at The Illustrious Gentleman, or I guess it's just Illustrious Gentleman. And uh, go to TIGshow.com for everything else and support the show at Patreon.com slash TIGshow. Uh, for anyone who follows us on social media, we I, I set a new schedule that I have already broken. Uh, I wanted to start recording on Wednesdays, uploading episodes on Mondays. Today is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really matter if you're listening to this on audio. Because so, then you're still so hearing what's it on happen? It, Okay, so this is not going to come out tomorrow, Wednesday. And then we'll record tomorrow night, Wednesday, for a Monday show? No, this is next week's show. Okay. But I thought because I was taking a day off of social media and this topic is is kind of framed by social media the topic we're going to get into i thought maybe recording today would be a good idea uh i don't i don't know why but anyways so it doesn't matter i'm rambling it doesn't matter if you listen to it on audio and you're not a patreon backer you're going to start getting episodes on mondays if you are a patreon supporter you'll get the video episodes like you have been getting uh usually on tuesdays so it really does benefit the patreon supporters because they can get the episode like five days early uh so they can watch us talk about things, and then on the next Monday they can play the audio. So they get they could double down, get uh, everything you need from us, listen to every episode twice, get us that uh, that uh, that uh, Anchor.fm ad support dollars. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing moving forward. It's just switching back to Mondays, which when we initially launched, yeah. I think we, I released on Mondays. So it just makes sense that way Sounds like if I thing. pick up comics on a Wednesday, then I can talk about the comics I've bought on the show and we can promote our comics a couple of days before they come out. Uh, it just makes sense to me, I suppose. Uh, but anyways, today is Tuesday um, as we record this and uh, it's been about probably a close to a week of political upheaval and protesting and everything that you and I have been it's been on our minds a lot and I don't think I mean speaking for myself I'm not I don't think I'm qualified at all to speak about anything other than it's uh other other than it's uh, terrible so I'm not really gonna I I'm barely qualified to speak about just being me right yeah mm-hmm. I don't know shit about nope. shit uh but uh our topic we're gonna talk about today is kind of based we don't get political on this show just because I don't think that's again we're not qualified really to speak other than to rant so we don't ever really get political but this episode's kind of framed that way but before we get into that I am drinking this week uh I went to uh um I think it's called Bottle 48 it's in Tempe it's a bottle shop Tempe Arizona 
And uh, sadly, or not sadly, but surprisingly, they don't sell a lot of individual cans. Everything was like six packs and 12 packs of India, of craft beers. So they only had a few selected cans. Um, so I picked up this from Dragoon Brewing and they're from Tucson. Um, the guy who I bought it from was super, the guy who worked there was super pumped that they got some of these in stock. I guess they were hard to get. I don't quite know. Uh, hmm. but it's the Nueve, um, Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, for those of you who are oh, not man. fluent in Spanish, like I am, Nueve is nine. So it is the 2020 incarnation of the Russian Imperial Stout brewed annually in celebration of our anniversary. The flavor profile is dominated by roasted malt along with spicy rye notes, toffee, and roasted nut flavors. Uh, it is, mm-hmm. according to their website, it is, I think, 9.2%. It sounds rather heavy. It's pretty heavy on the first pull. Uh, 100 IBU, so it's both bitter and dark oh, and wow. strong. Well, it, it, it's got that 100 IBUs without any sort of like a coffee or espresso influence? Uh, yeah, I guess. It doesn't there's no coffee it doesn't taste like a coffee stout at all i i don't know what it tastes like do you get roasted nuts or uh, uh I, for, I have already forgotten the other thing yeah malts and nuts and toffee i don't get any toffee toffee i don't it. get rye really maybe it tastes a little like uh i could taste the roastiness of it i was gonna say it tastes a little like burnt has like that burnt flavor to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um so we'll see it was all i had I mean, I ran to the store on short notice and picked up some stuff to, like, continue my day of drinking with. But this is the first thing I've had today. It's the first beer I've had in a couple of days. You know, anything for you? You got anything going on? What do you? What's going on, man? <laughs> what's going on? Um, just, uh, just, uh, just work and, uh. Uh, trying my best to stay abreast of what is happening without drowning in it. Yes, that's a good way to put it. So I really don't, I really don't have any TikTok because I've been obsessed with the news the last like five days. Um, yeah, I was down in Phoenix at the Southern Villa. And uh, the person I cohabitate with down there uh, enjoys watching the news or it feels compelled to watch the news. So we watched a lot of news while I was down there. And then yesterday when I was returned to the northern sector of the state, I don't watch the news up here. There's a whole Hulu mapping issue as far as I can't really watch live Hulu up here if someone's watching live Hulu somewhere else. Mm. But I I mean, I was on Twitter last night, like updating my Twitter feeds, trying to see what was going on without actually watching TV, um, yeah, search, yeah. you know, searching hashtags so I could get local Twitter news rather than just, uh, you know, national Twitter news. Um, so, yeah. And, and uh, you you messaged me the other night, which was very sweet. You were the only person who messaged me the other night to ask if we were doing OK. Uh, but, yeah, two nights ago. When the the protests in Phoenix kind of really popped off for the second or third night, I don't know what happened as far. I, I So the protesters were marching about a quarter mile on the nearest main street to the neighborhood where the Southern Villa is located. And I don't know if 
the police just didn't want them getting to the interstate because they were afraid they might march on I-10 and stop traffic or if they had just had enough. It was like an hour after curfew. So I don't know what happened, but at this intersection, I mean, the closest Circle K to, to our place, they unloaded some tear gas, some flashbang grenades. And so, you know, dozens of people ran into the neighborhoods. And so... It went from we're following it on the news and on Twitter to you could hear people running through the neighborhood, police choppers over the neighborhood. Uh, There's an empty lot uh, next to our place. So, like, I heard people run through the empty lot and then you would see like a police chopper spotlight go right over through the backyard. Um, And then they were rounding up and arresting protesters literally like four houses away on the next block, you know, and so this went on for like hours. Uh, so I wasn't really concerned because most of these protesters are peaceful. They just, you know, the cops did something and they got scared and ran. So I wasn't really too worried about it. I was more worried about having a heavy police presence there to see it for any escalation. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't really worried for like our safety or anything like that, but it was surreal to have a police helicopter, maybe like 30 feet in the air, circling the house, circling the neighborhood, um, it was upsetting for my uh, southern vi- southern villa partner. I was going to ask. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that was. I mean, and it and the best part about, I guess, not the best part. The lucky benefit of that was there was a massive fire as well, so I couldn't get home to the northern villa that morning. So I had to turn around and go back to Phoenix. So I'm glad I was there when this happened, because otherwise I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been there when this was happening. Um, but when the news came on at like 10 p.m., the first two major news stories like directly involved me, like the fire that stopped me from being able to get home. And then the, you know, the rounding up of protesters or whatever in, in the neighborhood. Right. So uh, it was an eventful, eventful Sunday night. That's for sure. Um, you're you're way more out in the suburbs. So you're probably you're getting all that through news and stuff like that for the most part, I would imagine. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the only thing out here is just the curfew, I guess, because it's statewide. Um, I yeah, um, I, I I don't know how to how to qualify that that it's not here in my backyard. I my first the first word that popped into my head was lucky i'm lucky that it's not here but that's not the right word yeah it's interesting because like my son is talking about like you know he he he's all in support he thinks it's needed um even some of the more you know he's young so he's like in the mindset that, that even some of the more you know uh militant aspects or some even some of the more yeah. criminal aspects he believes might be needed to to really get change because when he was like 12 his mom took him to the black lives matter protest up here when and when ferguson was happening um sure so yeah, he yeah. remembers going to that and then so he's like and he's young so but still five years for him is like you know, right. That's it, it, like it, it, a it, third of his life. Yeah, yeah, it's like a pretty big chunk of his life. And he's like, well, nothing changed in five years. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, nothing's changed in 45, Dude. 45 years for me. So, he, yeah, so it's been right. 200 years. Right. But as a as a father, 
and a husband, I worry about the 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 more violent aspects. You know, I don't want him getting caught up in anything. I don't want. Yeah, him, I don't. Sure. You know, I don't want him getting in something where, you know, he's right. He's he's there, doing something criminal. There's yeah, I I I totally get that. I can imagine it. It's uh, it's you're thinking with two different brains you're thinking with your um you know your your greater good sort of social justice awareness brain right that is is proud of him for standing up for this thing but then dad brain also says you know this is this is my fucking offspring right that is going and potentially putting themselves in uh uh the path of fire and yeah rubber bullets and tear gas and shit yeah i mean and that's how i feel about even down in phoenix too like i would i would be more than happy to go to go on the peaceful protest but i don't it wouldn't do me or my family any good if if i got arrested even for protesting i mean right that that was the thought i had all night last night right yeah. Like and maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's how I'm not helpful at all in this situation is because I support it, but I'm not going out there and marching myself and stuff like that. So maybe my cowardice or my fear of what would happen if is is part of the larger problem. I I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, all last night watching things and just at, I I'm not even gonna pretend to to know what uh, the proto the protesters or, or or black people specifically are are feeling right now. I I can never experience that. Right. As as a white dude, a suburban white dude, I can. It's. I know people. You say have empathy, and I want to. But it's impossible. I cannot. Right. I, I, I can. All I can do is listen and try to understand. And um, I, I, I think um, people need to stop and kind of imagine, too, the, the whole put yourself in their shoes kind of thing. But, I, yeah, no, I went to bed angry and I was wondering what I could do with it. Like, what can I do with this? I can't be irresponsible as the breadwinner and the caregiver. I can't let something happen to me, to my, to, to me physically, to my body. I can't purposely, knowingly put myself in harm's way. So what else can I do? Right. I, I need, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It it You know what? Yeah, I think inaction um uh, is complicity if that's a word. And and it sounded harsh in my brain when I thought it up just a second ago, but I don't I don't think that's too much. Yeah, and I and I I struggle with not struggle with. Well, also like I don't have I mean, we're also in the middle of a pandemic for one thing, so the 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 long term 
one of the long-term problems of this that's going to happen is a rise in COVID cases among minorities, among progressives. So to, I'm, I'm sure conservatives have no problem with this, like a bunch of progressives and minorities being out together, swapping spit, screaming. They're going to they're going to love that. But that's what's going to happen. These these uh, these uh, communities that are already feel like they're struggling and fighting uphill and, and many of them are are going to be hit by something even worse in a month or, you know, six weeks or something like that. And but to your point. Um, because we're in the pandemic, I don't also have money to just donate to these relief funds for bail and for stuff right. like that. Like I can't risk. That's the, yeah, that's yeah. So I don't know other that's... other than other than me showing up to a peaceful protest. I don't know what else I could do, because like I said, I'm 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 not going to riot or loot or anything like that, and I can't financially support it. So yeah, it leaves me. It it doesn't. It still. It leaves me just feeling super sad and super upset and just super like helpless. Helpless. And it's like it, it, it. And and we keep thinking like, what else could go wrong this year? And then like, it's just like, but you never know what else could go wrong. I mean, president came out yesterday and made things astronomically worse. Like in the uh, in the span of <laughs> in the span of like thirty seconds. You know, just opening his fucking I, mouth. I, yeah, I, I guess that's the telling of of my white privilege. I guess, um, is that yesterday? I don't know. Um, it it's so hard to verbalize any of this stuff, and I, I guess I don't know. I I guess the best way is to just talk, right? To right. Just talk and, and and just sort of be honest about what you're feeling and then if some part of it is incorrect or um insensitive or it comes off as um unintentionally offensive then listen to the critique and correct right so i i guess that's all i can do here i i i feel like change is is really possible this time because of who is in charge seeing what happened last night with the church shit i think hopefully really really truly hopefully moved a lot of other white folks onto uh, on to being on the right side of history here. Well, I, I the way I see it is it might move um, middle-of-the-road white people who didn't really think it was that big of a deal or didn't affect them. Maybe it would sway them, but it's not going to affect the it's not going to look. Affect he, the base. His base isn't going to shrink. No, uh-uh. he's, he's not going to lose anybody. No, um, but I think. I don't know. Like, I'm pessimistic as fuck about November. I have to... I have to believe he's going to win re-election until I see right. that he's not. I mean, I, I will do whatever I can. I will do my part to make sure that that doesn't happen. Right. But 
the dude's made of fucking adamantium. A- everything you think would stop him just bounces right off. Yeah. You know, when when the, the fucking Billy Bush tape came out during the campaign, everybody said, oh, that's it. That's the end. It was nothing. It was nothing. He's, he's, he is the killer. He's the slasher killer who sits up in the background after you think he's dead. Right. Every fucking time. Yeah, he does the uh, Undertaker uh, armless sit-up. Like, just rises from the grave. Yeah, it doesn't, like... Like, I like every time I think... And first of all, we're talking about, for anyone who's listening to this, we're talking about uh, this quote-unquote speech he gave on Monday, June 1st, when he then walked to a church he'd never been to in his life and held a Bible, which looked like he had never held a book, much less a Bible. He was Oh, Jesus. Was it, wasn't it, like, upside down and backwards? There are photos of him, like, looking at it? Like... <laughs> It, yeah, Jesus Christ. It, it, obviously, he's never read the Bible. But looking at those goddamn pictures, you could argue he's never read a, a fucking book, well, that's period, a, that's, ever. That's the thing. I mean, I've never read the Bible. But if I looked at a book and I see the spine, I know which way to, the, fr- the front and top of the book is. He could not figure he it like out. He looked at the spine and still held it up the wrong way with like a claw. He was looking for the power button. He couldn't figure out what was happening. Yeah, it, uh yeah, it's so whenever I think like this has got to be it, it just keeps getting worse. Like when he was hiding in his bunker, I was like, I was like, I can't believe he's not saying anything to try to calm these things down. And then he comes out and does the exact opposite of what any sane person would do. And, and which is 100 percent what you would expect him to do. Right. But I, so I guess when I keep thinking we can't sink any lower and he's got to do something. I keep thinking maybe his advisor, someone will stand up to him and nobody does anything like right now. The bar for presidential action has been set so low that even this dude could jump over it. (laughs) It, It's on the fucking ground. All, all he had to fuck he go okay so this this is the story the situation right so the night before it was reported that yeah he had been moved by secret service to this bunker in the white house so apparently from what i have read the reporting of this is what got the bug up his ass to go do this saint john's cathedral right nonsense so, it, what was it? It was like a half hour or something before the DC curfew goes into effect. Yeah, something. Just, but yeah, so, so yeah, so he decides to use tear gas, and I don't know if it was DC police, if it was National Guard, to forcibly move a bunch of protesters away from the White House, so that he and his posse could walk for what for some reason it yeah he wanted to do the uh he wanted to do the tarantino walk from reservoir dogs that's what that's what he wanted to do yeah so walk over in front of this fucking church that um um oh i i they there was an interview with uh 
the the person that runs the church on CNN. I'm I'm sorry that I don't know the terms for these people. I'm not a church guy. Right. Um but it, yeah, whatever woman is in, is uh yeah, priest is in charge of the church right. was saying we had no idea about this. He's certainly not welcome. He never comes here. Yeah. Uh and and he goes and he stands there. In front, in front of the church, he just stands. Somebody hands him a Bible that he looks at like it's a fucking Rubik's Cube. The press takes pictures. A member of the press asked him, is that your Bible? To which he replied, it's a Bible. And then he goes and he makes this speech about... Blah dee dee blah. We need unity. and that that's that's the bare minimum of what a fucking president should do is say those things, and then he follows it up about protecting stores and property and your Second Amendment rights in the same speech. So in the same speech, he's saying, "Hey, we all need to get along," but also. All those fuckers in Michigan that showed up to the the Capitol building to cry about getting a haircut with all their assault rifles, I, I'm now giving them the thumbs up to right. go ahead and confront protesters. Right, exactly. I I've I've never I mean, <sighs> W campaigned for a war based on misinformation that got. A whole bunch of people killed. So I, I don't know if it's fair of me to say that this is the worst thing I've ever seen a president do. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, and well, so I've been to that. I've been to that park. I've been to the. So that's like the the. So if you've never been to D.C., where that park is, it faces the front of the White House. But whenever you see the White House on, like, the news, you're actually seeing probably the back of the White House. So, But that park faces the front of the White House. And both times I've been to the outside of the White House, uh, it was both under the previous presidency. But there's always there's always pro- there's been protests out there for, like, 20 straight years about, like, foreign policy and stuff like that. Uh but then you have so you have a little street there then you have Lafayette Park and then that church is on the other side of the park so because he wanted to be in front of this park they gassed peaceful protesters who weren't doing anything except chanting so that they could clear the park so he could walk through the park uh so he could have his little photo op or whatever why don't we take our break and then we'll come back and then if Scott has some more thoughts we'll go with that fired up Scotty So I'm not really quite sure. I did not read the reasons behind like the the social media blackout or whatever they're calling it today. Um, mm-hmm. But I just thought it was a good I've been wanting to maybe not like I've been wanting to take a break from social media just to see how much more productive I could be if I wasn't on social media. So I just thought like today was a great day to do that. And I also saw some people and this is going into the topic today. 
talking about how like when creators are ranting about their politics, you get all these people that jump in. They're like stick to comics or f off or whatever. So I also thought it'd be an yeah. I also thought as someone with very few followers in the grand scheme of things, it'd be interesting to me to find out. So I put up on my Instagram and I put up on Twitter uh, last night just like a Black Lives Matter post and then i'm not going to be there i'm not going to be on either one all day i haven't been on facebook all day um and then just interesting to find out if i'm going to lose any followers because of this i don't think i will because my i'm not popular enough to have people who really follow me who (laughs) really follow me like i don't have i mean if i lose two followers that would be the same as like a rick remender losing probably like five thousand followers percentage wise um but yeah, you sent a you sent an email the other day because you you thought that was interesting. That basically, uh, it so you you sent the link because Reminder posted Rick Reminder, uh, comic book writer of many many things, including Fear Agent, basically posted like, do you yeah I've got it up. You want me to read it? What is this from? This is now I I guess we should say it's since been removed right. for whatever reason. I don't know if it re- was removed by rick reminder or if it was reported for some reason and and i i don't know if a report itself gets it taken down or does twitter need to find it actually in violation of one of their things right but it doesn't i mean once you read it it's going to be it doesn't seem to be in violation of anything yeah it, it doesn't um yeah, it, there's no swearing, there's no threats, there's no nothing. Uh, this is from May 30th. Uh, Rick says, If you still support this president, it's okay if you unfollow me and stop supporting my work. I'd prefer it. That was the tweet. Right. And, That's it. Right. And then I guess later on I was reading some other tweets, and it it's not really directed. I mean, obviously, if you follow Rick Remender, at any, if you've been following him or if you know his work, you probably know his political leanings. So I think more of it is like people that are just jumping on to start shit, like keyboard warriors that are just jumping on to start shit. But they're like, you know, you know, just make your content, just make comics. Nobody wants to hear your opinion. That kind of shit gets thrown out. Right. So that's kind of what got me thinking is like, what is uh, what do what do creators owe their fans and what do fans owe the creators? Like what especially. OK. And it's such a weird time because uh, like. Now more than ever, fans have access to the people who make the things they love. Like that, I, I think that's the thing, right? Like, um, yeah, it's it, it, this. This is social media specific. I mean, there, uh, there was no way, you know, um, uh, or I, I can't speak to that. But it, 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 I'm, I'm sure there were black fans of Ty Cobb in Detroit. Because he was a tiger, because he played for the local team and he was their best player. But he was a horrible piece of shit. But you wouldn't know it because he never got to express what a horrible piece of shit he was uh, on the internet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where there's yeah, like uh, you hear it all the time. Like H.P. Lovecraft was a horrible racist, and like yeah, all these you know all these people were. I mean. I would assume the amount of horrible racists back then was a lot higher as well. Um, just maybe. Oh yeah, sure, sure. I mean, maybe the math doesn't play out, but I'm not quite sure. But like, yeah, with the whole thing with the fans having more access, uh, like uh, one of the podcasts I listen to uh, has Burt Kreischer on it, and he's he's talked about how they built a new house and moved because he would have fans just show up to his house and like, 
yell jokes at him and want to like so like his daughters would be outside and then people like random fans would just come up to his house and shit like that so it's like like so social media allows you to be much more closer to your fans than ever before so it can be great like you can create like uh yeah i i yes like like it can be great like a kelly sue DeConnick, her and her fans are super tight all the captain marvel fans yeah she she empowers people yes so it can i I was just telling my team um on young justice about how inspiring it is for me to interact with all of the fans of these characters because they love them so much and it's such it, it it's such a it brings me so much joy to see the love for this stuff from them right and i i think that's great it's something i would not get otherwise i i i i would not know any of this um even even going to a comic shop I wouldn't be able to hear any of this because I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. So yes, there, I don't know. That, that's the positive side of it, but I don't, it, okay. Do you have any experience with this? It, ha, have you had an experience where you are a fan of something and through social media, through being able to hear from them directly, find out something about their character or their personality that really disappointed you um not necessarily any creators because i again i i don't know a ton of creators. oh not even creators athletes oh. uh celebrities uh, um it's always like a bummer when i'm trying to think like no nah, because a lot of hockey players don't like beat their wives and shit so they're not like you know, i don't see a lot of that um it is difficult like uh so so like um for me it's more like companies like i'm bummed when i choose not to more to no longer support a company that make sure. that makes something i enjoy like mostly right f- yeah food like yeah I, just this morning right. I, I found out that the the owner of wendy's raised 10 million dollars for the trump campaign oh, okay. now i can't get a fucking double number one i can't do it and i am pissed yeah, for me it's like uh Jimmy John's and Chick-fil-A. Like I like the I like this I like their food, but they're pieces of shit. Yeah. So. I I I can't it yeah, I saw a headline this is not exactly on topic. I saw a headline the other day that Jeff Bezos made four hundred plus million dollars the last couple months. Right. Because of people ordering right. over, you know, Amazon instead of going fucking places. Four hundred billion dollars. Yes. Like it, uh he's something like Three hundred billion dollars ahead of the next billionaire guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I don't cry about economic inequality that often, um, but Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, like a hundred generations of his family would not be able to spend that much. Money. Yeah, and the, and that's that's tricky with the big corporations too, is because like. Yeah, Walmart is shitty. Amazon is shitty. But I can't afford to go to Pier 1 to buy my shit. And I can't afford to go to, you know, Whole Foods for... I guess Whole Foods is Amazon. But, like, I can't go to the to the organic grocer and outfit my entire family for meals. I have to shop at, like, the bulk big store, big box stores because it's just it's what I can afford. But I feel terrible. Sure. But it, it, So it's like... 
I, I, I talk about this sometimes with my wife is like, I'm tired of compromising myself because I have to for, for a lot of things, like I said, for like groceries and, 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 you know, certain stuff on Amazon and shit like that, just because it's so much cheaper, but I feel like I'm compromising any sort of self worth I have. Um, you said something, Oh, going back to the comic creator thing. Uh, it, it's it's weird when there's a creator that has different views than you and then so then i'm like should i support them should i not support are they an asshole because they have different political views than i do like um yeah like, like, okay like that's a, a good topic like an artist i really like uh and, and i think that circles back around yeah. to remender's tweet so there's an artist i really like who's working with another artist i really like whose husband got in some trouble when Trump was first elected for posting some pro Trump stuff and everyone was mad at him. And he's like, well, you know, this, I'm, I'm, this is just my belief. I don't, you know, he's not saying anything terrible. He's just has complete opposite political ideology than I do. Right. But then they align themselves with other people who have similar ideologies. So now if I want to read one of the comics they're making, I got to go to a Walmart and I got to like wonder, like, am I reading this comic from somebody like they're still cool people. I'm sure they're still great people, but should I be supporting someone who I think has abhorrent political views or I think is just so ass backwards? Okay. Even, even I, though, even though it's supporting a small business, it's, you know, they got some cool creators on board. Uh, like, I guess it depends on where do you want your dollars to be spent? Where do you want your, I don't know. Energy I, to go. Right, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like politics is almost a made-up thing at this point. That there's no such thing. And there, there should not be a thing as politics. Anything you want to call politics is actually just uh, a personal preference. Yeah. So, I believe this thing. And that, that's what it is. Uh, any sort of political um, ideology is just a personal belief. Um, yeah. So. And you're still you're still swallowing shit even when you when you're like, like, I don't want Biden to be the the fucking nominee, but I'm going to vote for him. He came out and said, like, oh, you shouldn't be firing rubber bullets at people's faces. If Like, he basically said, if you have to shoot them, aim for their legs and shit. Instead of saying, don't fucking shoot rubber bullets at these people and, you know, all this stuff. So everything's a half measure, and, and that is not something I'm on board with. But I'm going to have to fucking vote for him because the alternative is terrible. So we're always comp I'm compromising myself nonstop because the alternative is worse. And right, right, yeah, um, I yeah, um, I I don't know. I I think maybe I was on my way to something with uh, <laughs> political ideology yeah. just being personal belief. Um, I used to be of the mind that um, political differences were just differences of ideas on how things should be done and i think it's bullshit i don't think there should be opinions on the way things should be done i think i, w I was talking to somebody else a little bit ago and 
said something along. Uh, yeah, I don't believe there should be politicians. They shouldn't be a thing. Like, uh, especially career politicians should never be a thing. Uh, somebody that is constantly their entire lives are running a popularity contest. Right. Is such a it, it's such a a dangerously disingenuous place to be. Yeah, um there's that theory that uh if presidents just served one 6-year term, we'd be in a much better place cuz there's they're never vying for re-election. They don't have right. to they don't have to they're always a lame duck president, so they don't have to appease the base. They can govern the right. way they feel like they should govern because they don't have to get reelected, and that's the reason. Yeah, that, it, yeah, that, yeah. And that's yeah. the reason why Supreme Court justices are appointed for life, basically, is so that they can't be bribed or bought. The problem is who appoints them, depending on which side you right. lean. That that's um, the problem. But the idea behind that is make them un unrepro- unreproachable, something like that, to where they can't. Yeah, they're. They're going to make the right decision because it's the right decision, not because there's outside pressure, because they don't have to please right. anybody. Um, that's the problem is everybody, every politician, like you said, career politician, they're always building their base, pleasing their base for the next the next thing rather than governing and rather than like not like police, police. Yeah. Police being violent so, against yeah. minorities should not be a political issue. It should be a no. humanitarian and, issue. And it. it and I also, yes, it should be. And I also don't really like the way that we automatically demonize politicians for flip-flopping. Um, one of the things about having an opinion, one of the things about having a good opinion and an honest opinion is being able to change that when presented with information right. to the contrary. So if you flip-flop on your position because of that, then bravo, and I will applaud that. But if you do that just because a bunch of dumb motherfuckers in your constituency think otherwise now, uh, yeah, then that makes you a piece of shit coward. Right. Okay, let's uh, let's let's turn this back a little bit, back to comics or whatever. Uh, do you feel, as a, as a creator, do you feel any obligation to fans to either uh to stay neutral like like i'm like the way i'm thinking of it is like do you feel like you sometimes don't tweet what you want or sometimes don't uh voice opinions because you want to remain neutral because you're a comic book artist and it's just comics and whatever yeah uh yeah do, do you think that's the right way to go about it do you think if so put it this way if you were if you were someone who was so in demand if you were brian hitch or somebody like that, do you think you would feel more free to speak? If you were Rick Reminder, would you feel more free to speak yes. your mind? Because yeah, you would. Because your career wouldn't. I would. It's not going to suffer. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. And I, I feel terrible for admitting it. Yeah. Um, you should. I'm fringe big two guy. You know, I'm, I'm hanging on by my fingernails. That's what's happening with me. Um, and yeah, the the last three, four days, I have I, I have written and deleted half a dozen tweets a day. Um, and and I haven't I haven't I've made it a point not to post anything of that nature until 
all of this shit popped off. Right. And I I I couldn't I, I, I felt like I could not in good conscience just not say something. Not it, it uh, I I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying to figure out as like suburban white dude how I can be the best ally possible. And staying silent is not going to do anything. Um, you know, uh, retweeting things and posting shit about support or condemning a president or, uh, uh, police brutality may not do anything either. Right. But I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I. I feel, I feel like I have to do something. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. And it's interesting because neither of us have the weight to do like, uh, like when I was, uh, when I was doing even smaller indie comics and I got to, to, uh, like design characters, I would sometimes ask, Hey, can this person be like, uh, African American or black? Can this person be, can we just make this character like a woman or something like that? Uh, I don't feel like I can't do that now as a colorist on a book, which ironically, I think there's six middle-aged men or the creative team of this book, middle-aged white men or the creative team of the book I'm working on. But it's like, it, it would take someone with a stature, someone someone like a Rick Remender or even like Seth Rogen uh, got in the news yesterday because he put Black Lives Matter and all these people jump in with All Lives Matter and his response is, fuck you, don't watch my movies. And that's, he just can't be like, go fuck off. I don't need you. I don't need you. And then people are like, oh, I can't, we can't believe he's saying this and I can't, can't believe he's alienating these people. And that's the privilege you have when you have that platform. And I, so I, I do think part of the reason maybe, sure. maybe, yeah. maybe you and I can't do more as far as right now is because we don't have the platform. Like I can't, I can't get hired on a book as a colorist and being like, hey, can we get a, you know, is there, a, is there a minority editor we can use? Or is there, who's writing this? Is it maybe a person of color or a, a LGBTQ writer? Like, you know, that, that, what, who wants the middle-aged color, middle-aged white colorist telling them we should do this? Uh, but if I was a creator on a book who had that kind of juice, then yeah, I would, you know, diversify or at least try to diversify or, at least listen, you know, maybe listen to or try to gear the book towards a certain, I don't know, community or a certain group of people that might not, you know, might not might want to read, read a comic about all white people or something like that. But, yeah, I, but yeah. I have zero platform. I mean, we have this podcast. We still have zero platform. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I woke up this morning and I had um, a couple of tweets from somebody um asked or, or telling me that they went through my timeline and they see i hadn't tweeted about anything related to black lives matter in the last three days and asked me um could you please use your platform to spread some you know uh, some some information you know signal boost stuff which right. is a perfectly reasonable request right um so yeah um and they were right. I, I had retweeted a lot of stuff about um, uh, 
uh, and Trump being a grade A fucktard and um, uh, stuff um, about um, yeah, it just police brutality, stuff about um, uh, the cops targeting journalists. But I hadn't specifically right um, done anything for BLM. So yeah, absolutely. That, that, that was a good call. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. So I appreciate that. And, and I, and don't, and I wasn't like upset about it, you know? Right. I, I, I think a lot of, especially white people, I, I can't speak for all white people, um, but I'm gonna anyway. I feel like a lot of times when you get called out on that sort of shit, the initial reaction is to get defensive. Right. Which immediately puts you on the wrong side of the fence. Um, and, and then maybe it, it takes some extra convincing and extra effort to get yourself back on right. the other side. Yeah, it's... I mean... I've noticed, and and well, I looked at your because I was thinking about this the other when this topic. I knew we were gonna talk about this, and I was looking at my Twitter account and like what my reach is, and like I said, it's not much. For some reason, I have half as many followers on Instagram. You assholes! So hop over to Ryan Cody seventy five on the IG. Uh, but uh, your your Twitter account as a follower count has kind of gone up the last year or so, probably because of the young justice being retweeted by Bendis and stuff like that. It seems like you have a bigger base now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think, I think maybe being a part of this particular book, I, I feel like there's, um, I don't know. I have a bit more responsibility to be, yeah, it's, it's a part of the conversation for um, for equal rights for everybody, for right. for all the minorities, sexual minorities, you know, uh, racial minorities. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel it. I feel it from the fans. I, I, I feel it from um, the entire readership. I mean, DC is in general, like internally great about this stuff. Um, I, I get scripts all the time and I, I, am reminded because I am a white dude and I will admit, um, and I will say, I'm ashamed to say I have a very narrow field of experience. And a lot of times I'm not conscious of uh, where where my um, creative inclinations sort of automatically gravitate to. So when I'm drawing a crowd scene, you know, there's probably a disproportionate amount of white folks right because white folks is what i see every day right um and but in these scripts from 
writers, probably from every writer I've had from uh, Marguerite and Sam Humphreys and Peter and Brian and David, that everybody says, you know, make sure that the crowd is as diverse as you can make it. And I, I really appreciate that note. Because, again, as a white dude, it's right. not always going to occur to me. I'm trying my best to get to that point where it's, it is it is habitual and it's something I just reflexively do. Right, yeah. Um, it, it, but I also, sadly, I'm not there yet. But I, it's a place I want to be. And I, especially on a book like this, it's important because it, as much as... Um, the comic skaters and Trumpers want to cry about Captain America being black or Thor being a woman. You know, representation is important. It's important for uh, all of these kids growing up reading these books, being able to see themselves in the hero's boots and know that they can make a difference. Agreed. Um, yeah, it, for some reason it seems, and I only get this through your, because I don't, I, I never grew up reading Young Justice. I think the only Young Justice comic I ever have, I think we've talked about it, is the one where it was part of that event thing where the Young Justice became adults and the Justice League became kids. Okay. And Todd Todd Knock drew it, and basically, so you have like a baby bat, like a like a preteen Batman, and then like an adult whoever was in young justice at the time robin whatever anyways so mm-hmm. i'm not a, i'm not like a young justice fan uh, i'm about to be once your issues start coming out but it seems like this book means a lot to a lot of people like i i don't know it really does i, I don't know why it strikes such a chord maybe because it is just young people and not like batman super like the oldies maybe because it is a younger team or whatever but it does seem to just seeing like the comments on your tweets and the retweets and all that it seems like there's a really strong diverse it, fan base for this book. It is. It it, it 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 was. It took me a little bit by surprise because I wasn't expecting it. Um, I guess if I had thought about it, really stopped to think about it, I, it yeah. would have occurred to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've done Batman and Superman, and there there are people that retweet stuff because they're Superman fans um, but uh, I don't know I, I, I'm probably followed by two dozen Twitter accounts that are, are just Young Justice related yeah and uh, and um, it, it, it yeah it, it's it's great um, it feels a lot like th- this is the closest mainstream work I've had to um, having uh, the emotional connection that I did with Copperhead. Like, not a lot of people read that book, but the people that were reading it really loved that book. And I heard a lot about how much they enjoyed it and how much it meant to them. And this reminds me a lot of that. And it's a really, it, it's a really nice feeling. Cause I, I'm one of those guys that where that external stuff is kind of important. So getting that feedback from these people 
who are like sincerely legitimately excited for this stuff and embrace you you know there hasn't been anybody that said oh you're not pat gleason you're not john timms you know this looks this looks worse everybody's just stoked right to to have it back and just to have it at all and it's beautiful and I, i i wish there was more of that yeah yeah all right uh I, here's but I guess we still haven't addressed this thing. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, what, what are we? I, I think I'm all for. I think the larger your platform, the more you need to be doing things like this. Okay, is it a responsibility? I think it's a responsibility, and also I think it's. I think if 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 fans get outraged or they get mad, first of all, it's a weird thing for people to attack. Obviously, I don't think they're real comic fans are attacking Rick Remender. I think it's trolls, stuff like that, because Rick Remender only does creator-owned stuff now. So if you read and enjoy Rick Remender's stuff, his politics and his thought is 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 littered throughout his books. So it's not like he's corrupting your take on Spider-Man or corrupting your your take on right. Captain America. I, I, from what I remember, a lot of the comments in this particular thread were people saying they missed his Marvel stuff, and, and so it's it, it's readers of those X Men, it's right. readers of Captain America that have read it, you know, long before he got there, that are finding out, oh, he doesn't have Think the same the leanings that I do, right? But also, I I. <sighs> It's a self-evaluation thing. If you are so hung up on a fictional character that how they're portrayed, which, by the way, you know it's going to... Whatever it is, it's going to be something different in six months. So if you're so emotionally invested in a character... I think we talked about this when the Captain Marvel movie came out and people were pissed off. Just don't... Just stop reading it while that person's writing it or drawing it. You're not going to fucking miss anything. Like... I don't understand for fi- the, the level of outrage. For, cause, because the books you love, like, like I don't, like, I love the X-Men. And when there's an artist on X-Men that I love, I buy X-Men. And when there's not, I don't. Because I have long boxes full of Mark Silvestri, Dan Green X-Men, and Jim Lee, Scott Williams X-Men. So if I don't like the current team, I'm like, well, I have all these great memories that when I open them up and look at them. Sure. Like, the the these people feel an ownership of a character, which I guess is important, but they take it so far as to like demand that the character is represented just for them. And yeah. Not for everybody I, I, else. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that ownership is, um, I don't think it's a positive thing. No, this, this is a trademark. This is, this is, something that is branded by a giant corporation for profit um this thing isn't it's there to to make money that that's all it is and so if the wider audience is saying i i want to see falcon as cap that's what's going to happen yeah well even if the wider audience is saying they don't want to see Falcon as Cap, sales will reflect that and give it three, four months, and it will go back to maybe what you want. Sure. Yeah. But, yes. But, but to constantly be berating the people who are just trying to tell stories is it, it is it's it's uh it's it's the whole like 
It's just super selfish. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is what I want. Give me what I want. Yeah. It's, um, I, I think, I, I don't know. It's this, this might be a slippery slope of bust out the Vaseline. I, I, I love everyone having a voice, but also not everybody's opinion is as valid as everybody else's. Yes. You can have your opinion, um, but most of us cannot give a shit about your opinion. And, yeah, or, or but should it can also it can also be wrong. Yeah. And uh, and and you know what? More often than not, your opinion probably is wrong because it's an opinion and not a fact. Yeah, like uh, when I was on the this current X kick because of uh, Pepe Larraz mm-hmm. and uh, R B Silva. And Marte Gracia, or Garcia, Gracia, sorry, I butchered his uh, name. Uh, and then they, then other artists started working on the books that I didn't like. My first thought was like, oh, shit, I'm not going to be able to check out this great artist every month and, and see their great versions of these characters and all this stuff. I'm also going to save about 16 bucks next month. Like I immediately, so maybe I'm not as big a fan as like these people that are getting outraged because I immediately be like, oh, it's a bummer because I would buy it, but I'm also not going to miss buying all these comics. Like it doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think you can uh, qualify or quantify uh, how big a fan is by how many things they own or maybe uh, how, how, how accepting they are of a particular take of a character. Uh uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that here, specifically with Remender, Remender's tweet, he's not saying, if you're conservative, fuck off. If you're pro-life, fuck off. If you are a registered Republican, fuck off. If you support this president who is a demonstrable bigot and racist and asshole, then, yeah, then unfollow me and stop buying my stuff. Right, it's, yeah. It's, I, I'm not offended by it. No, and, 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 and I agree with it. I mean, I could say easily tweet the same thing, but I won't get any responses. I mean, like... I might pick up because I have so few followers compared to him that I might pick up more followers. I have yet to reach the point of having haters. Uh, sadly, I've been trying for 10 years, but, but he's, yeah, he's also basically saying like he's venting. It's his personal account. It's not his company's account. It's not, he's not tweeting on behalf of a publisher. It's, that's the other thing too is Twitter a personal Twitter account is a personal Twitter account and if you want to vent and you have fucking 60,000 followers or you want to vent and you have 20,000 fo- or 20 followers you can do that and so he vented people could have just unfollowed him and not engage yeah. like what do they think is they're going to get by engaging it's a look at me that's what they yes. want they want him yes. to they want him to at them they want him to to specifically speak to them in a digital tweet, a binary. Oh, sure. Yeah. Formula. No, they ju- they want to show up in the bleeding cool article. Yes. That's what they want. Right. So yeah, I would never. Okay. It, that, 
so that is I don't know if it, so I don't know if I would come out and say like if you believe in these things then don't buy my work because I maybe you can get enjoyment out of my work and it doesn't affect me if you buy it because I don't even know who the fuck you are if you're buying it it doesn't bother me one second but you, you're right he is so fed up in this specific instance Rick is so fed up with all the bullshit and the nonsense that he's lashing out and he's telling you that if you support this guy and what he's doing right now we would never have anything in common and i don't want your support and i think that is a luxury you can have well anyone can have it but i think it's a platform that can be used and maybe should be used if you're on if you have that many followers and you're that big of a name uh i guess what i'm saying is like with you i have zero problems with it and i commend him for doing it because you know he is kind of He's he's, I, he's, I, I not don't, wor- yeah. he's not worried about his brand. He's not worried about his brand. He's not worried about his image. He's being honest and he's lashing out and he's frustrated, and that's real. And his diehard fans will love him even more for it. And these fuckers who were fair weather fans are yeah. not fans at all either. Yeah, I, I I I saw I, just going on memory. I could be wrong, but I feel like I saw more comments in the thread of people saying, "Okay." Stop buying. I'll buy two of every issue to make up for you assholes. Well, that I saw. Oh, I'm not going to read that. You, I'll unfollow you and not buy your work. Well, on the on the complete opposite spectrum of a remender, you have someone like uh, Van Skyver who runs these Kickstarters and sells comics for ten times what a floppy would cost, and they make tons of money. So, yeah, your diehard supporters are going to support you no matter what. You don't need the masses that you don't give a shit about and the other thing is is it's fair to say i'm very progressive very liberal and sure. and uh like uh what was it? i don't go attacking ethan van skyver's twitter account i don't go attacking uh you know like a uh, doug tenapple who sure. has some conservative views i don't go to his twitter page i don't follow him i don't say shit I don't do anything, but it's the other way. It seems to be like they want to engage. They the the diehard conservatives, the Trumpers, they want to engage just to engage and piss people off. It doesn't seem to go the other way. But again, maybe it's my little bubble that I live in and maybe it's my echo chamber of social media. But it's just like as a fan, I, I, I just yeah, don't yeah. I just don't support it, but I also don't engage with them. I just don't do anything. It it's a lot it's a lot of gotchiness, I think. It's, yeah. there is, there is, you know, there's a good number of folks on the left who, um, uh, participate in ad hominem attacks on people on the right. Um, and so I think uh, a lot of this is baiting to get people on the left to do the same thing. So then they can point and say, well, look. Yeah, you you can't take the moral high ground now right. because you're as bad as we are. Yeah, in the in the uh, in the odd occurrence that, I mean, it's not daily, but I I do sometimes if I retweet something or if I'm part of a Twitter thread, and someone jumps in there with like an opposing political view and they just bring it up out of nowhere when we weren't even mm-hmm. having a discussion, I just don't engage with that tweet at all, and it just goes away. I mean, maybe it doesn't go away if you're a Rick Remender or maybe it continues to snowball until you address it. But there are a lot of people who, like you said, they just want to get their name attached to an argument. They want to, like, just fucking, un- yeah, just don't engage. 
No, it, because yeah, it is all. It's it. Tur- it just turns into awful rabbit hole garbage. Yeah, because they're not going to stop, and you'll just be going back and forth forever, and you're going to spend so much time and energy, um, fighting this fight that's not going to change their mind. Uh, you're sure shit not coming off of your stance. Right. So what's the point? Yeah. What is the like? Yeah. It's. And all, yeah, also, I mean, it's the whole, like, uh, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Every tweet I send is an opinion, essentially, unless I'm tweeting something from the dictionary or, I mean, even news these days can't be trusted no matter what sites you're on unless you, like, everything that I retweet that's from, like, a news article or a firsthand account, I'm retweeting it assuming it's probably fact, but essentially is my opinion on something because I'm not vetting every tweet that I retweet sure so i I assume when i send it out people are going to take it as an opinion or take it as a jumping off point um but yeah it's just like it's kind of i don't know it's things are everyone is so on edge for the last let's say eight nine ten years because i honestly believe a lot of this i mean i it this so much of this anger and divisiveness and all this stuff is because we had a black president there's still oh. so much, so many people yes. are pissed about this. That's why we went the complete opposite way. With yeah, Trump. that that's, I, it's an unfortunate fact, but yes, <laughs> it, it was the rubber band snapping back. Yeah. 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 So it's like, so this has been happening for, let's say 12 and a half years now, 13 years. And it's just getting more and more divisive. It's never, I mean, every year seems to be more divisive than the year previous. It's especially sad because every other president in history has been the one to say, everybody chill out, calm down, let's figure this out. But this guy, he he doesn't, every other president has run to the fire with a, a you know, with an extinguisher and he's got right. a bottle of gasoline. Yeah. And it's unreal. Unreal. Um, on that call with governors where he said uh, Minnesota was the laughing stock of the world. It's not Minnesota, bro. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I honestly had a thought the other day and and we need to wrap this up. It's pretty a good therapy session, but we should wrap this up at some point. But I did have a thought the other day that we could be... Like, I had a thought in my head, like, there could conceivably, for the first time in my life, be a real a real uh, chance of like a military coup or something in our country. Because if he really does give this order, if he does give an order to the military, there are going to be a lot of military people who are not going to follow his orders. I hope so. I hope so too. I've been, yeah, like, so it's like we actually. But, but But he's got twice as many folks sitting in, their bunkers and their cabins right now polishing their AR-15s that right. are dying to replace any of those people that say they're not going to do it. Yeah, I, I don't... I mean, it, it, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, remember when Handmaid's Tale came out like three years ago and everyone thought like, wow, what a... How... What a weird jump they made. What a weird piece of fiction. Like, we are literally like... At any point... I, I, yeah. No, we can, I... We can I a, yeah, I... We, we could yeah. be a week. I remember away from... thinking at the time I couldn't watch it because it felt 
too close. It felt too real. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's becoming a work of prophecy. I mean, the birth rate's low. Shit's getting yeah. crazy. Conservatives yeah. Yeah, are Yeah, to, to everybody who said we were overreacting in yep. 2016 when he got elected, fuck you. Yep. It's exactly as bad as we thought it would be. Yeah. I, yeah, I I saw some tweet the other day that said, uh, isn't this the time when some other government comes in and deposes our dictator and restores democracy? Yeah, I saw that too. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, and also, like, I mean, he is, I mean, he's basically the most public figure in the world inciting violence, and no one did shit. Except, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Twitter people went crazy, newscasters went crazy, but no one with the power to actually rein him in. Again, I don't have news on 24-7 because I just don't have the, I don't have TV, I don't have live TV, but where the fuck is Nancy Pelosi? Where the fuck is, you know, these these high-ranking Democratic officials or these quote-unquote moderate yeah. Republicans, which I don't think I, I don't know. I, where are they? I, I also, yeah, I feel like... There's, amid all of this, a case of uh, boy who cried wolf syndrome and fatigue on the left, where we've been crying about this for three and a half years. Right. But now that it's at a point where I, I don't think it's unreal to imagine that democracy is really sort of hanging in the balance that nobody's listening now. I, I, I heard uh, a reporter this morning who's, who, who was saying that there's no language left for the left to use to describe this. Right. A- everything's been said. We don't, there are no words left to, to talk about him. Yeah. But the problem is there's no one, there's no one even trying to do more than just words. I mean, I, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. All, all of these people have been crying about how unfit he is for right. three years. Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and shit. They had their fucking chance. Right. It, 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 right now, I obviously, they're not the same as him. But what did impeaching him do? What did it do? It just, He's still fucking there. Yeah, nothing happened. His base is more fired up than ever. Yeah. I, this this whole this whole strategy of uh, moderate progressive moderate progressives and like let's pick the the middle of the road candidates to run against him and to put policies forward like that shit has run its course and if that, that's what these things should be telling you these young people they don't fucking want another seventy five year old white man running. I mean, they're, hopefully they vote for him. I mean, a lot of people didn't vote last election because the same thing. It wasn't progressive enough, wasn't liberal enough. Uh, you would you would hope those people learn their lesson. You would hope. You know. You would hope. But again, much like me, maybe these young people aren't willing to keep eating shit. Like I've been eating shit for. I mean, what, I mean, we got we got eight years of Obama. We are we supposed to be thrilled with that for the rest of our lives? I mean. He, he was kind of a progressive moderate as well. He wasn't as liberal as I would have liked. He did some horrible things in office. Like, how long are we going to have to pay for having a black man as president? That's what I'm saying. How long are we going to be punished with this fucking insane far-right 
but I guess I guess people who are consider themselves moderates think there's a there's a far left. So I don't fucking know. I know all I know is one side is inciting fucking violence against American citizens, and one side, yeah, as yeah. far as I, I can I, tell, isn't. I, I don't know. I, I I would hope he's demonstrated to the voting public how unfit, incapable he is of of, of doing this job, right. I mean, if anybody, if anybody had, but a, I'm scared. I'm scared that he hasn't. If you were just a, uh, if you were just working in a hospital and Trump was your dad and he wasn't Trump, you'd be like, oh, we need to, we need to put him in a home or get him help for whatever mental disability he has. But instead, we're letting this guy run the free world, unchecked. I mean, he's obviously medically unfit. Whether he's medically like whether his IQ is so medically low that he's unfit, like to make any decisions, like he's just, yeah, it, it, it's, it, isn't that it, it's impossible to understand that there's not just a basic test. I mean, yeah. uh, these fucking kids coming out of college, getting paid to play football professionally have to take the Wonderlick test, which yeah. tells you about their personality and if they're going to be a good fit for whatever particular team. Right. Elected officials don't have to do that. That's insanity. Yeah, I think it's safe to say Trump as your strong safety. He's not fit to be on your team. Uh, all right, let's 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 pull this back around and, and close it up. Uh, so neither of us have a problem with what Remender did. I think both of us believe that maybe it's even. Maybe it's even imperative that if you have a platform, you use it for whatever you believe it should be yeah. used for. Yeah, sure. I yeah. don't see a difference. He could have substituted this president with uh, Hitler or uh, David Duke, uh, you know, uh, yeah, whoever the fuck, Genghis Khan. He could have put anybody in there, a- anybody that's also a wretched, despicable human being. Right. Because that's what this president is. Yep. So, and nobody would have cried about that. Yeah, and so I guess my final thought on it, and uh, we've rambled a lot today, and maybe people that are listening to it are going to be like, they didn't solve anything. They just complained, and I think of that's Of course we didn't. That's we're, we're just two white guys. We that's, didn't solve shit. No, but I think... I think I, I, think I, I my, my final word on what we owe fans as creators is to do the best work we can do on every project. We don't we don't need to cater it to what we think you want to yeah. see or what you want to read or whatever. My job is to do the best work capable and let that be the work and I don't give a shit if I don't give a shit if you're unhappy with it. Like yeah, like it's just that's my job. My job is to not sure. mail, not yeah. mail it in every day and try to do my best work and try to be proud of the work I do. And if you like yeah. it yeah. and I'm going to promote it. And if you like it, buy it. If you don't yeah. like it, don't buy it. Don't. Who gives a shit? That, that's what free market is. Yeah. That, that, that's what all of these people crying about this tweet are, uh, are bang the drum for is right. free market. Yeah. So yeah, let it play out. That's fine. Right, they're all capitalists, but they want they want their Captain America to be their Captain America. Yeah, yeah, I agree that uh, I I can't think of another thing. There probably is. If there is, let me know. But I can't think of um 
anything a creator owes to fans beyond just a best effort. 100%. Before we wrap up with a link to where you could go to maybe help if you're like us and you feel helpless, uh, the Dragoon Brewing Nueve 9.2% Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, it's a little harsh. little harsh. Could have done with maybe some smooth mocha or chocolate uh, flavor something else huh yeah just the 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 roastiness just gives me that burnt bread kind of flavor the whole way through mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna give it a three um i do like this brewing company though dragoon's pretty good uh tombstone's good so southern arizona has some really good breweries uh there's one in tucson called crooked tooth i don't think they can or bottle anything but if you're in the old pueblo crooked tooth brewing is really good too uh, i'm gonna give this a three it was fine nothing special Nothing to write home about. Good can design, you know. It looks like a like a nice like little like speakeasy from like the nineteen twenties. Pretty good. Okay, um, it's got a little. But yeah, uh, Scott, that link that you were talking about earlier. If anyone is like us and they feel there's so much information here that maybe I should just give the link to the website. What the yeah, what do you got? Uh, this is from something you tweeted out this morning. Uh, Papermag.com. Uh, where to donate uh, it's a long url i'll probably try to throw it in the show notes uh it's an article by uh jail or jail goldfine and taylor champlin uh papermag.com yeah, yeah. It, it, it yeah it breaks down a list of resources by city and state so yes. if you're looking to do something specifically locally head yes. on over there and yeah, and I guess one of the biggest things you can do is donate to these bail funds for so these people, these protesters who a lot of them right. are kids, a lot of them are yeah. young, they probably can't afford bail. Uh, there's no reason for them to sit in a fucking COVID nineteen infested and and uh, and, and, and I would imagine jail. for the majority of them, there's no reason for them to sit in there at all. Right. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw that one of the more progressive uh, city councilmen in Phoenix basically said like release these people immediately they don't need to pay a bail just release them um with like a warning and this is all bullshit like holding these these protesters in for 12 15 hours is just ridiculous you're just wasting taxpayer money you're punishing no one you're it's just uh flexing your fucking small dick and uh, as someone with a huge hog you don't have to flex much so stop flexing flexors uh, uh, yeah, papermag.com, uh, where to donate. Uh, yeah, it's disheartening. It's troubling. Um, we need the world to get back to some sense of normalcy. And I don't even know what that is. The problem is we keep setting the bar so low. It, it's going to, it needs to be new. It needs to be new and it needs to be different. Uh, it, before this particular incident. Um, you know, you, you, of course, you got the pandemic, um, the elections coming up. There's an incredible opportunity for not only us as a country, but as a species. We have an incredible opportunity right now to build a, a world and a system to live by that's beneficial to everybody. And I, I, I think for a lot of uh, uh, stupid white folks, I think they think 
that there's some sacrifice involved on their end to make things better for other people. In that sort of world where everybody has the same opportunities and everybody has the same access to everything, there's only benefit for everybody. Nobody's got to give up anything to to help people, to get people up. There, right. There's no sacrifice that needs to be made. Everybody benefits right. when everybody is better off. Yeah, and if you're in a position where you can economically or by hiring or whatever, if you're blessed enough to be in a position because of the current system to where you can you can help people, I think it's your responsibility to help people. Like I, like I, I economically am not in a position to do stuff like that, but it, that should be your responsibility. If you own a business and you have excess funds and you are hiring, it's your job to benefit society. It's it's your responsibility to benefit society if you're able to. So, if you think like I don't want to do this because I've got to go out of my way. Like I saw this fucking these assholes when the mask thing, but it seems like it was, seems like it was years ago, the whole mask debate, but it was like a week and a half ago. Uh, I saw these people holding a sign saying, I will not infringe upon my freedom for your sake, for your health. Like they didn't want to wear a mask just so to benefit a stranger's health. And I'm like, okay, well that's the fucking problem. Like we all, if you, if we're lucky enough or in a position enough to be able to sacrifice even a little to benefit someone else. It's your moral fucking responsibility as a human being. You pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yes. And that's, um, I, I think maybe even on top of white privilege, there's an American privilege sort of thing happening mm-hmm. too. So yeah. Um, we have the ability to actually speak up. I can go on Twitter and I can call the president a shithead without worrying about being thrown in jail right. or well for now you know being executed for now yeah so so it, it, it yeah if you're not using that for the greatest good then you're wasting it so I noticed the other night when we were when I was trying to just like we got to get off the news for a second I'm flipping through the channels so obviously you got Fox News which is a nightmare situation but on the Fox movie FX FXM Fox movie channel whatever. So they were showing straight out of Compton on repeat. And I'm like, that's interesting. They're showing this right now during essentially race riots. And then I'm like, well, maybe it's just a coincidence because they're a Fox network. So it's got to be like either someone's making ever, someone's having fun doing programming or I don't know what's going on. So then on Freeform, which is another Fox channel, but it's for young people. They were showing the Hunger Games movies. And I'm like, oh, rising up against uh, oppressive government. <laughs> and then on FXM was about uh, empowering young black men. I was like, there's something interesting going on here in the programming uh, at nice. Fox in general. Um, so, yeah, uh, as we approach our 13 districts, make sure you're uh, you're on the side of the right if you can be. Um, Which is and it's left. In- and it's interesting. Well, you- Yes. <laughs> It's interesting because we can do a show like this, and 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 I don't know why we we, I guess we do, we stray away from political conversations on this show because maybe we think it's, that's what the show's not about. The show's about like us just hanging out, shooting the shit, blah blah blah. But we don't even have a big enough listenership. We're gonna get zero negative feedback on this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's our perception that we don't have a platform. Right. There, we we don't own a soapbox. Right. So there's no point in us. Right. Doing this. 
But the little soapbox we do Which have, is probably wrong. I think the soapbox we do have, I think the people who... I think we've cultivated listenerships that will appreciate this episode. Um, and, much like Rick Reminder and Seth Rogen, if you have a problem with us the way we spoke today, go fuck off and listen to another podcast, I guess. Yeah. Um, trust me, one less podcast listener on this show is not going <laughs> to... It's not going to throw our numbers out of whack. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you uh, next week, Scott, unless you have any final thoughts. No, other than, other no than, I think I've said everything. Other than everyone, please be safe. Please be good to each other. Yeah, uh, Jesus Christ, just be nice, man. Yeah. Yeah, don't be an asshole just to be an asshole. I've done that at several points in my life, and it never, it doesn't turn out the best way. No. No, it's always the worst option, so. All right, Scott, do what you do. Bye, Scott. Bye, Scott. Bye.